Amen. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Thank you, man of God. Take a minute to gather yourselves. at noon yet, but we almost there. Amen. All right, who got the oil today? Who got, I don't know. It don't sound like no oil in here. This is the anointing. I'm talking about the anointing oil. Okay, y'all got yesterday's oil. It's not sufficient for the day. All right. I can see y'all good today. <laughs> That's right, see, deep in your soul. Mm, all right, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a little fun in church, amen? amen? It's a good thing. You can laugh. Laughter is like a medicine. Amen? Y'all come to learn today? Amen. Jesus said, come and learn of me. So why don't we oblige him and do just that? Amen? That means you're... Heart is receptive, right? Yeah, that means that ground is fertile. The word of God is a seed. It's ready to be implanted in you. Amen. I got a few people. I don't know. Is the oil over here with Rita? I ain't, slide. I ain't slid yet. I ain't slid yet, Ephraim. I ain't slid yet. Where there's oil at, you got to slide. Yeah, okay. Man. I got to take it, get, get a little used to this. <laughs> so y'all know, I can just explain a couple things. So I wore contacts before, plenty of times. It's just that you have to have readers, and you can't put readers on with the microphone. It just get all in the ways. And so they kind of changed my prescription. It's called monovision. They weaken one and strengthen another one so I can read my stuff up close. I'm like, man, that's a miracle. <laughs> Why ain't nobody told me about this since now? You know? I mean, I got people in the eye care business here. Two, I won't say nothing. I'm sorry, yeah. I just got a good time. I'm feeling good. Yeah, man. I've been worshiping all weekend. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I've been in the presence of God. What about you? y'all feel that? Do y'all feel? Do y'all feel? Ephraim, do you feel something? Dijon, do you feel something? Go ahead now. Aaron, do you feel that? Mm. I know Ephraim feeling. Do you feel it? No, no, no. See, Yolanda, do you, hold on, just, just for a minute. Close your eyes. Do you feel that? 
See, see, this, this is my faith what we're talking about. How you doing? How you doing, Pastor Rod? Crystal, nice to meet you. Nice chance to meet y'all. Welcome to Walking Ministry. Right. Amen. I want y'all to feel that love. No, no, for real. See, we, we've lost our spiritual senses and how to actually feel the spirit. See, we want to go on like, I, I'm tangible. No, 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 no. We are spirit beings. And he that worship God must be in spirit and in truth. So you should feel something when you see another believer. It should be something to make me draw to you. Oh, my God. It's, I feel the spirit of God in this place. See this? We are dull in our senses when it comes to spiritual things. We're dull. We should feel the move of God. We should feel his tangible spirit presence on us. I should feel it when I see you. When I come into the room, the, the atmosphere because of what I carry should change. If you're depressed, you can't be depressed no more. If you're broken hearted, you can't be broken hearted no more. The glory of God, not me, but it's what I carry in me. It's my relationship with my creator. See, the church is dead in the dull, in the senses. Can't feel God. My house, my car, that, that designate that I know God, I have faith. That's not faith. Just manage your bills better than some people. Come to feeling God. We dull. We don't feel his presence. Why? Why don't we feel his presence? we're not in his presence we're talking about God the creator of it all all knowing omnipotent omnipresent never learning always existed see we can't even conceive the thought of something always has existed before the cosmos were created. Before he placed the heavens and the earth. He said, I existed. What is that like? What, 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 what was that? What, where was he? How did he? See, these are things we don't ponder about our God. We just go through our life. We've lost touch. Knowing our God. How awesome he is. That word is only ascribed to him. Awesome. No human. No amount of money. Nothing is ascribed awesome except God. Awe. Awe. In awe. That's what it means. In awe of him. See, our perspectives about our, 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 perspective about our God is wrong. We, we don't meditate or, 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 or murmur over what he's done. So it's impossible for you to feel that part of you that 
you're supposed to feel. He, he feels that empty void. There can't no relationship, can't no money, can't no status feel that. Can't no earthly praise feel that void. We go to church and there's no, we're empty. Have no love for one another or the things of God. Something to think about. Why are we here? Why are you created? Why do you exist? It's to exist. It's to be in the love of God. To be in his presence. That's why you exist. What is the anthropic principle? Why does man exist? Because he's to exist in the presence of God in his love. He created me to live, dwell in his love. See, if you're not spiritual, that means nothing for you. I got bills to pay. I got to go to work tomorrow. See, this is what a shepherd does. This, this is my job. My job as a shepherd is to guide you, lead you in the way that you should be thinking, the way that you should be existing. What does the shepherd do? He leads you to the green pastures where you can eat from, be nourished, cared for, tended to, instructed, and defend you. That's what a shepherd does. Sometimes it's defenses of your own self. We don't know what it is to be saved anymore. That's not the highlight of being a Christian. That's all it is, is being a Christian. That's right, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, man. Kind of shepherd a little bit first before I teach. Can I do that? Make sure we go to Jeremiah 3.15. Sometimes we lose sight of this. And then when you got up and coming pastors and they have a call on their life, this is a scripture that should be engraved in them and brings a great understanding of the call that's on their lives. Amen. But also, fathers, you are shepherding your home too. You're leading. Amen. Minister. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. And judgment. And your King James, that judgment is reason. But that's what it means, judgment. Come, let us sit down, let us reason, let us judge your choice and decisions that you've made for your life right now. Let us sit down, let us do that. There's an anointing on my life for that. Young ministers, y'all hear me? That's you too. That means I got to be sober-minded. That means I have to be well-balanced. That means 
when the pressure is on, I perform my best. See, you have to make your election and your purpose sure. If you don't, you're going to destroy people's lives. A lot of y'all are sitting here because you, your lives have been destroyed by your leadership. Go ahead, that's good. Ryan, you in the service, you in the military. Terrence, you in the military. If your leadership is corrupt, if your leadership has very or limited in their knowledge how to lead you, what happens to the military? That's right. Oh, that's my word for the day. Remember that. You said it. Suffer. Oh, so good. Thank you. I love the way God segue into things. See, that's our problem. We don't know how to suffer. I told y'all last week, a lot of things happen in your life. If y'all haven't listened to last Sunday, you need to go listen to last Sunday. Tell the new people y'all need to get on the app so y'all can get last Sunday and find out why the things happen to you in your life. Everybody should be delivered from that one. Yeah? Okay. Go to John real quick. John 9, 1 and 3. Let's, let's do a little recap. John chapter 9 at verse 1. As he passed along, he noticed a man blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he should be born blind. Jesus answered, it was not that this man or his parents sinned, but he was born blind in order that the workings of God should be manifested, displayed, and illustrated in him. Now, did you hear that? So that trauma that happened to you, that seems to have just destroyed your life. Look at what the word of God said. That this man and his parents, nobody sinned. But he was born in order. Because some of you have asked that question. Why was I born? Haven't you? You know when bad things happen. Why was I born? I didn't ask for this. But look what God, look what God said. But he was blind in order. So God got a plan for his calamity, for his affliction. He got a plan for your affliction. What happened to you? I told you things happen to you because we live in a fallen world. This is why things and bad things happen to good people. This is why infants are die. die. This is why accidents happen and it seems unjust. This is why mothers and fathers die and leave their kids orphan. Because we live in a fallen world. See, if you understand that, this is a teaching ministry. We teach. We, we're not running around here it, 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 with a bunch of shouting and then everybody hate each other. There's no development, no spiritual growth or development. You're supposed to be growing in your love. Listen, with God and man. Amen. You can't grow in your love for God if you don't grow in love for man. You can't grow in love for man if you don't grow in love for God. Amen. Both ways. Amen? Amen. Now look at this. 
in order that the workings of God should be manifest, displayed, illustrated in his affliction. That's a powerful description of affliction. What happened to you? Because everybody has something happened to you. You either a victim of your own sin or a victim of someone else's sin. See, we walk through life like we ain't ready. I love it. That is how you are fit to suffer. See, we don't want. See, last week I was teaching you about suffering. You understand suffering about you and your affliction, but we have not yet discovered suffering. Listen, for Christ. Oh, it is a, that is a hollow topic in the body of Christ because everything is soulish about you. What you need. And I told you, stop glorifying your trauma. When you worship God, you're not worshiping because, oh, that hurt me so bad. They hurt me. No. You can't see him through that blood. On that cross. When you're crying about what happened to you, he just told you why it happened to you. Y'all going to help somebody else too. I got a scripture. My pastor showed me. What happened to me? Why it happened to me? See, we're not helping people. We're supposed to be helping people. Pull them out. Everybody in here got a ministry. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. That means that you, that you're saved now, you can reconcile the loss back to their proper position. Thank you, Lord. He said it was good that he was afflicted. Talking about his son. It was good that he was on that cross. Now I can see my healing. I can see my deliverance through his sacrifice. And when I meet his eyes and his eyes eat mine, it's like, oh, I got it. That's my son. That's my daughter. See, what we, we leave from the cross. and we see the cross, we turn away. Got everybody wearing a cross on their neck. And no one's picked up their cross. Some of us still got Jesus on the cross, on our necklaces. He has risen. He's not on the cross now. Mm. I got to revelate that as soon as I came to church. Now, when I first came to church a long time ago, I had something there, Jesus, on my cross. <laughs> got a revelation of that quick. Why are you wearing that? He's risen. He's not there now. I can go to Buddha. Was buried. He's still there. My king has risen. Man. See, it's like it's like we come. Can I just talk to you for a second? I'm gonna get into it. I got plenty. Y'all know I do. <laughs> I'm just saying, what are we doing? We come every Sunday, we come Tuesday, we come every other Friday. What's happening? I mean. Do we really love him? 
or the show that is how I treat you. I told you, you're trying to bypass and go to God, but you got to love your brethren. We can't get no, I mean, we, it's, it's, where is the gospel? Where is the good news? It's supposed to be with you. The Bible said to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel. I don't think we quite know what the gospel is. That's the problem. You live in a fallen world, a dead, dying world, and you are the only hope. You are the light on that menorah still in a dark world. How come that doesn't, how come that doesn't rattle us and, and make us like, yes, I'm saved. How come that's not good enough? I want to serve him happy with everything. When I was in the world, I gave the world everything. A hundred percent. Soon as I come to the kingdom. You're not supposed to be the same when you come to the kingdom. You're supposed to change when you come to the kingdom. Make sure they can hear me in that back room. Because I need everybody. If you ain't got no kid back there, Brink, come in here. See, this is what happened. We get distracted. Don't make my job hard. Y'all make my job hard. Try to help people. You can only do what people let you do. They can build these supermax prisons. Supermax. I meant impenetrable. One way in, one way out. But the hardest prison to escape from is your mind. The hardest prison to escape from is your mind. How a person think. It is the hardest prison. It's one that you build. Just for everybody. So you're building a prison right now. You could be 10, 16, 50. You could be whatever. You're building a prison right now. You don't get the word in you. See, the word is like a rebar. So you can have concrete poured, but you put a rebar in there and it strengthens it. It makes it even stronger. Than its natural ability. It's reinforced rebar. See, that's what the word does when you read it. It reinforces. 
He's in everything. Hardest, hardest prison is your mind. Where you are, what you are right now is how you think. And then your, your, your environment, the people you associate with, y'all have similar thoughts. I was listening to this guy that was in prison. Death row. Or for life. And it was really good because the guy that was interviewing said, how did you get here? He said, it's the way I think. This is the way I think is how I ended up here. But he said he found out something once he got there. He got saved while he was there. And he said, if it took me a life sentence to get free from the way that I was thinking, I have peace. See, y'all, you got the key. Isn't that something? I had to come here, get incarcerated to be free. Mm -mm -mm. What y'all spend your time doing? I want to grow. My job is to gather all the seed. And now I'm dispensing it to you. I'm administering it to you. So now you will hear something and something in your life will change. That's what I'm doing. I'm feeding your spirit. You come to walk a minute, you ain't going to get your soul fed. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're going to get your spirit fed because that's who you are. Man, it's a spirit. Lives in a body, but he possesses a soul. Amen? Amen. Then he said, tell your family feel bad for you. He said, no. He said, they don't know that they're in bondage. I'm free. But it looks like I'm in country, but I'm free. But you, my family, is still in bondage. Tell them don't come here. Mm, mm, mm. You can get free right outside. You can get free where you're sitting at right now. Everybody, raise your right hand. Put it back down. Raise it one more time. Now put it down. That's how easy freedom is. A choice. You made a choice. Listen, you made that choice with what happened to you. You didn't bring it in as a factor, did you? You heard instruction and you followed. That's the same thing with your life. It's just that simple. You raised it with whatever happened to you and you was 10, whatever. You raised it with everybody turned out. You listen. You actually did it. You made a choice. 
Some of you might not. That might be the issue. You're dull in your hearing. Take another thought. That means I can do it. If Jesus said I can do it, I can do it. No, you're insane when you don't have the mind of Christ. You can't have the mind of Christ and be insane. Hello? Are you getting help? You can't hear to get help, right? Are you getting help? See, it's what you hear. Anytime God wants to do something new in your life, he brings somebody new in your life. Hey, how y'all doing? He brings somebody new in your life. Hey, why he going to bring the same old people? They ain't going to do nothing. They got the same thoughts. So I need to get you to hear something different so you can do something different. So you can make another choice. Okay. Mm. Y'all working me today. That's all right. I came to work. This is my job. My job. That's what I do. Can I help you with a word? The shepherd. <laughs> All right. Boy, this takes I'm getting used to. I love this. Anyway. <laughs> All right. How many of y'all long suffering? I got a few people raise their hand. I got a few people. I ain't going to be before y'all long. I'll let y'all go. It's been said long-suffering means to suffer long, correct? That's your interpretation, right? Can we go deeper? Can I go just a little deeper? All right. All right. <laughs> that's a good answer, though, right? When y'all say it, that's a good answer, right? But it's a better definition. Uh-oh, watch this. The word long-suffering. In the Bible, is made up of two Greek words, which means, watch this, long and temper. Literally, long-tempered. Oh, y'all want ready? Oh, y'all just, see, I told you, you got to get the understanding. Told y'all. Long-tempered. To be long-suffering, then it has, let me see here, long-tempered. To be long-suffering is to have long restraint. When one is stirred to anger. Long-suffering. Long-tempered. A long-suffering person does not immediately retaliate to punish. Rather, he or she has a long fuse. So when you come to Christ, you had a little short fuse, myself. But now when you come to Christ, long-suffering, this is one of the fruits, isn't it? You thought it meant time-wise. You thought it was time, but it's not time means I have a long fuse, long temper. My temper is long. My God. Mm -mm. Nope, no pop-off spirit. 
<sighs> y'all know that one when you go through the drive-thru? Ain't gonna mess with y'all. Maybe that's a few people. All right. All right. Here we go. A long-suffering person does not immediately retaliate or punish, right? Rather, they have a long fuse. They patiently, they patiently forbear. Long-suffering is associated with mercy. Cut some scriptures here. Did y'all hear what I said about that? So, are, are y'all long-suffering? That means long-tempered. That means I have a long fuse. That I'm, means I'm forbearing. I'm not quick to retaliate. See, that will help a lot of us. Hey, teacher. Hey, guys, y'all, something. When you look at people, what do you feel? No, when you look at a person that you know, what do you feel? And when you look at a stranger, what do you feel? Do you feel? <laughs> when you look at a person that you love or you know, what do you feel? And what do you feel when you look at a stranger? Do you feel? Do you feel? See, I told you, our spiritual senses are dull. We don't know quite how to operate as humans. As you have a human spirit. As we don't know how to function when it, when it comes to being in crowds. Or just by yourself. That's a problem. You can't function by yourself. Y'all come to learn, right? There's an issue there. I'm never alone. Because I know who dwells in me. <sighs> See, it's just the little practical things that as believers, we miss. I'm trying to redirect you and your thinking. I, I'm going to have to skip to that. But long suffering is associated with mercy. I could go to 1 Peter 3.20. Let's do this real quick. This is not the teaching. This shepherding. That's what we need. I always ask them, what do we need? It's just going to help you like in your, you know, walk. Right, right now. Amen. 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 You got it? Go ahead. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. The souls of those who long before in the days of Noah had been disobedient, when God's patience waited during the building of the ark, in which a few people, actually eight in number, were saved through water. All right. So I talked about long-suffering is associated with mercy. 
1 Thessalonians 1. Talking about his mercy. Long sufferings associated with mercy. First Thessalonians chapter one at verse three. Recalling unceasingly before our God and Father, your work energized by faith and service motivated by love, mm. and unwavering hope in the return of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Mercy. And that scripture that we had in Peter right there, he was talking about Noah and the ark and the people that went in. He was, you know, Noah was, it was a hundred years and he was a preacher of, I was a, of righteousness, meaning that he witnessed. But out of that hundred years it took to build that ark, not one person was converted. So God is long suffering. So at that time, the Bible said that all the hearts of men, everything that he created was evil, continuously wicked. Their thoughts, listen, their thoughts is what was evil. Evil is anything that doesn't praise God. <laughs> That's right. Long-suffering, it does not surrender to circumstances or succumbs to trials. <laughs> God is the source of long-suffering because it is part of his character. Look at your character. Exodus 34, 6, real quick. Remember, God is the source of long-suffering, long-tempered is what that means. It's a long fuse because it's part of his character. You got it? Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness mm. and truth. My goodness. Numbers 14. Come on, let's work this word quick. Numbers 14, 18, 22. 18 through 22. Numbers 14. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 18. The Lord is long-suffering mm. and slow to anger. Look at that, see? And abundant in mercy and loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty, Visiting the iniquity of the fathers mm. upon the children, upon the third and fourth generation. Mm. Pardon, I pray you, the iniquity of this people, mm. according to the greatness of your mercy and loving kindness. Look at this. Just as you have forgiven them from Egypt until now. Mm. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Okay, that's good. Uh, Y'all got it on that one? I mean, I can give you some more scripture, but we're going to keep it moving. He is patient with sinners. <laughs> Thank you. 38 years before I got saved. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's patient with me. 
At the same time, God's long-suffering can come to an end. <laughs> As you have seen in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Genesis 18. We're not going to go there. Y'all know the story. Okay. When he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and sending Israel into captivity as well. That's first Kings 17, 1 through 23. I'm not going to get there right now. Just let you know. Then there's second Kings 24, 17 through 25. Okay. You can look them up on your own. Believers in Jesus Christ receive the very life of God. Can y'all just pause right there for a minute? The believer in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Yahshua, receives the very life of God. See, it's like, what does that mean? That means you just made an exchange from your old life. Now, with the life of God, which includes long-suffering, long-tempered. That means you shouldn't be quick to read somebody and check somebody. This is what he's telling you. I am long-suffering. My temper with you, my fuse with you and your disobedience as a people is long-suffering. So why we can't be the same way with people? Hmm? Okay. I'm going to teach this. Too, it's too much junk out here. You need the word. The real word and how to live this thing out. This part about when I'm getting to Christ, this is, we're going to get there. But I just need to do this first because some of us need this. You're not long suffering because you don't know what it meant. You think you're supposed to be in suffering long, right, for a long period of time and what you're going through. But it doesn't mean that. It means that you're long-tempered. You don't have a short fuse anymore. Okay, two in the field, one taken. See, some people are going to get it and some people not. Who came to get it today? Well, then let me give it to you. Then your job is to receive it. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right, just receive it. And you get a gift. You're not talking about, uh, where did it come from? How much did they pay for it? Who put that wrapping on this? You receive it. Thank you. Right? Thank you. I receive it. I receive the gift. Man, I'll work it out later. It's nice, though. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Listen to that. The believer in Christ receives the very life of God. Then you should be you shouldn't be amazed about your life then as a believer. Now, you've just received the very life of God. You've received his listen, divine nature. Second Peter one four. Second Peter chapter one at verse four. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises. You got them. You have his promises. You don't need a prophet to come and tell you that. They're there. They're present right there for you. Amen? Amen. 
Come on. So that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of the divine nature. Of the divine nature. So that means your nature now has been changed. So the old fallen nature that you possess now is no longer a concern of yours. See, we don't know how to walk in the newness of our new nature. Well, you need the fruit of the spirit for that. And long suffering is one that's pivotal in your development. This is the life of Christ. He's merciful. In order to receive mercy, you have to show mercy. That's what we don't want to do. Yeah. We don't want to we don't want to show mercy. Mm. The church now teaches it's all about you. I thought it was all about Jesus. Why why is it about you? If it make it about you, you can't never see Jesus. go there (laughs) your worship should be about God it shouldn't be about what you're going through your your worship should be directed at his majesty your your worship should should be to how he brought you out Maybe, maybe he didn't bring us out so maybe I can't worship him now. He brought me out of a sinful life. See, church don't want to talk about sin and what you're doing. Okay. You come here you to be changed. When he died, there's supposed to be an exchange. You, you exchange from the father of guilt and shame now to the father of what? Grace. So you have to change fathers. When you come to Christ, you have to change the father from the enemy because he is the father of lies. Now you have the father of glory and grace. You have to make that exchange. A lot of us ain't made that exchange. Because if you don't, you'll never see the beauty in suffering. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. That life of the new nature, that life produces certain characteristics, certain fruits that are displayed in the believer as he obeys the Holy Spirit who lives within him. Y'all hear that? Who lives in you? It's the Holy Spirit. And he brings a certain character. That means you display characteristics of your father. He is long-suffering. That means I'm long-suffering. That's one of my characteristics now. Not of my old nature. Yeah? Yeah. That's the proper attitude. 
Attitude is everything. You don't even have the, have the skill set for a job. But if you got the right attitude, they'll hire you. If you have the right attitude. All of us supposed to have the right attitude. We got Christ. Ain't supposed to have no stink attitude in you. When we deal with each other. See, I, don't, I hate to say that, don't you? When we deal with difficult people. You mean believers? I'm dealing with difficult believers? We're supposed to be of one mind. Sister so-and-so, she's difficult. Well, sister so-and-so ain't displaying the characteristics of fruit of God. That's the problem. And you better not tell her. 99% of people leave church because of offenses. All right. Yeah. Let it be found amongst none of you. That was what the word of God says. Let that spirit not be found amongst you. Man. We need to display the fruit. One of those godly characteristics, characteristics comes from Galatians. Go to Galatians 5. Okay. See, people, you got to work the word because everybody will think, you know, it's just you, Pastor, talking. No, I'm going to show you what the word say. Don't go to a church and they don't open up the word. There you go. Don't open up the word. See what he's talking about. Go to Galatians. 22 and 23. Long suffering. Everybody say long suffering. Long suffering. All right. Was that everybody? Minister, read the word. I got something to show y'all. Galatians chapter 5 at verse 22. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes mm. is love, joy, gladness. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Start that over again. But the fruit mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes. Within? Within the world or within you? Can't be the world. Mm -hmm. Come on. So you got to establish where he is. Is he in the outer courts? Or is he in the Holy of Holies? Come on. The work which his presence within accomplishes is love. Look at this. Joy, mm. gladness, peace, Look at that. patience, and even temper, Ooh. forbearance, kindness, Goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, mm. gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control. Everybody say self-control. Self-restraint. Mm -hmm. self oh. Continence. Mm. Your face. Come on. It changes your face. Come on. Against such things. things. 
There is no, no law, law that can bring a charge. See, a lot of these things that are happening to you is self-affliction. Because of your attitude. I mean, are y'all getting this? You sure then? Okay. All right. I'm, love hopes the best. So I'm going to hope the best that you're getting it. Just what my job is. I got to make sure. All right? You know, and shepherding, sometimes, you know, when you got the herd out, you got to backtrack. Wait a minute. We left one. Oh, we got the outlier. See, that's always that one sheep that deviates. I'm going to do it my way. But when he does that, he puts the whole herd in danger. See, y'all don't. Can we find a shepherd? Yeah, pastors everywhere, but can we find a shepherd? His job is to tend to you. He's your professional, personal friend that you don't abuse. Mm. Okay. Did we finish? Yes, we finished that one. All right. Hold on. I got to get to Judas in a minute. Y'all hold on. Y'all hold on. Yes, I got to get to him. All right. <laughs> All right. So we just did Galatians, uh, and I said that's long-suffering. So the word translates as patience, long-suffering, okay? In the New American Standard, it's okay about most right. Long-suffering is exhibited by all believers, Ephesians 4, 2. By all believers. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Living as becomes you mm. with complete lowliness of mind, humility, mm. and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, mm. bearing with one another, and making allowances because you love one another. Y'all seen that scripture before? You have here. See how there's a code of conduct that you are to abide by? Listen, minus your emotions. None of your emotions and your feelings has anything to do with this. Matter of fact, it's going to nullify. Void out, veto what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to behave as believers. I didn't hear any excuse. Well, this is what had happened. I didn't see any of that there. Right? So you got to stop making up excuses. Except you choose. Everything you do, you were created to choose. Adam and Eve, two trees in the garden. Two trees, make a choice. It didn't matter that the serpent and the cost was in the garden. Make a choice. I'm putting you here. Life and death is before you today. Just like people who came last week ain't here this week. 
Just like people came last week, ain't here this week. See, it's your choice. And God ain't send you to hell. You chose to go. It says the way of the transgressor is hard. Nobody makes you do anything. No one can make you do nothing. The devil can't make you do anything except you choose. I told you Tuesday night. There are certain areas that he attacks and he attacks your will. Most of us, he attacks your will because he make it weak. When he attacks your heart, he makes it hollow, hard. Man, that's how he comes at us. Paul said we're not to be ignorant of his tricks, schemes, and devices. That means we expose them, drag it into the light. See, that's what we don't want to do. All right. Let me speed this up because I got to get, I got some place to go here. Not out here, I mean here. Okay. All right. Because the teacher is going to be teaching next week. She ain't going to let me finish it. So. Um. Okay. Hey, teacher. All right. All right. I mean, man, I'm serious, y'all, for real. When I look, when I look at my wife, I'm going to get back to that for a minute. See, it should be, it should be something. It should be something that's a pull. I talked to my creator real quick. I said, y'all did yourself on me on this one. I'm like, I'm like, that's me. And your word is so true. No man has hated himself. Because when we get married, he said the two become one flesh. So I can't be mad and argue with her. I don't ever want to be separated from you, which would be me. See, y'all, we're the bride of Christ. He don't want to be separated from us. I need us men to know how to see our wives because that's you. You're just arguing with yourself. She came out of you. <laughs> I'm just trying to say the perspective is wrong. Wrong perspective, wrong interpretation. It should be something, it should be something that I feel when I see her. Something in my inner thought, my inner heart when I see her. God. Look at my hair. The Bible said the woman's hair is her glory. The woman said that woman's hair is her glory. That's my glory. She's the glory of man. I'm abuse that. Show me your glory. That's what I want to say. I'm sorry, man. That's how you, that's God right there. That's how he's supposed to be. My eyes is blinders on right here. Bam. That's why that's where they're supposed to be. <laughs> okay. Get back to the word. Hold on. That was the word, though. That was the word. Who? Who could find one? 
He said, when I do, I get favor with God and man. See, the good thing. You're the good thing. The Bible called you the good thing. Note what the guy called good in the Bible. And he said, you are the good thing. Woo. Man. So they'll just give your goodness away. Unless he in covenant. You hear me, Devin? You the good thing. I don't care how cute he is. I'm the good thing. I know my purpose. Man. Know your purpose. You walk around a woman. She's designed to work with the work of the man. She is designed to beat the boy out of the man. She want to marry a man, not a boy. Ain't that right? Well, I need you to be the woman and not the girl. All right. Y'all going to make me do the marriage conference before, I, before it's time. I can't do it yet because I got to get my married couples right. I don't get out of order. Man. Glory to God. Hmm. All right. Hey, brother, you the good thing, eh? Look at that. Look at that. Go ahead, show on the ring. Show on the Put it up, brother. Put it up there. Put it up there. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. She engaged. She, she about to be in covenant. I, I love giving my daughters away. And, and a father, a true father should know who he's relinquishing her to. He's, listen, she is never to be without a father. The bride is never to be without a husband. When she leaves, when the daughter leaves the father's house, she's going to leave him from one father to another father. She is never to be without a father. Amen. Amen. Good God, the good things. I betrothed you. He said, I, he said, I brought, <laughs> I paid the ransom. I paid. She mine. That's right, Dustin. That's what Christ said. He paid the ransom. He, he paid for, we, we are paid for. Bought with a price. I'm redeemed. Man, I love it, God. When you really love somebody, God show you things. Prior to Dustin coming, I said, Bert, I had a dream. Come here, Bert. You said in the dream. You said you were getting married. All God showed me is what you said. But it's already been in your heart, and, and it shall come to pass. See, but the purpose, after you have suffered a while. See, nobody want to suffer with Christ. Go ahead, brother. Nobody want to suffer with Christ. Ain't that right, star? Six years. Ain't nobody want to suffer with Christ. See, you picked up his life. See, this is the part you, you want to come to church. We don't understand his life. 
Mm. All right. And if he had made me 6'2", that would have been it. Now I'm just joking. That's just real funny. That's my past. He's like, that little dude. Yeah. It's all right. It's not that, but it's what I say. It's what's the authority. I know who I am. I know my role in your life. Amen. Good God. And the enemy know I know it too. What I tell you on Tuesday, I said pray for them, right? Pray for Dustin. What happened, Dustin? All kind of things, ain't it? See there? On Tuesday. Happened when? Wednesday. <laughs> Y'all think he's playing. The enemy's not playing. So I'm going to need you not to play. He's not playing with your life. You playing with your life. He's not playing with your life. He's serious about you. I told you the graveyard is not glorifying God. That's not the image of God because man was supposed to live forever. Never a graveyard. Never a hospital. God wasn't, listen, man was not supposed to be sick. No disease. Those things don't glorify God. But healing is in his wings, though. The Bible said in his pinions. Come on. Yes, my, Lord. my God. Ain't God good? Okay. <laughs> Woo! All right, I'm going to have to jump because I got, oh, my goodness. Woo, I got to get this today. Mm, man, that's not the teaching, but can I get into the teaching? All right, hold on. <laughs> Our old nature can be very short-fused at times, right? Come on, be real. We tend to strike back against offenses with unkind words and an unforgiving spirit. God. Oh. By obeying the Holy Spirit, the believer in Christ can say no to retaliation and exhibit a forgiving and long-suffering attitude. Amen? Amen. Can we all do that from this point on? Trust me, you're going to have trial after trial after trial after trial to get this one perfected. Yeah? All right. But the, the quicker you get it, the less the sting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to talk about just quickly. I want to I want to set it up for, as I said, we suffering for Christ. Most of the time, uh, it's all teaching about suffering for you. You know what happened to you? We have not yet suffered an understanding of what it means to suffer for Christ. But when you pick up his life, this is the initiation for your troubles that work for you. See, before they didn't work for you, they worked against you. And this is why you feel a lot of times like you feel because they're still working against you because it's the way you think. Now they're supposed to work for you. The suffering is supposed to work for you now. Oh, glory to God. What, what, what just happened? It's your mind. Your mind just switched. You just heard the way it should be thinking versus the way it used to think. So you can't do this on your own. You need Holy Spirit. He's your 
helper. See, a lot of people try to be Christians and believers without Holy Spirit. This is why it seems mundane. This is why it's not exciting to be saved. This is why it seems like a drag coming here. That's why you think it's all wrong. Sound like the seed of complaint. You can go back to those teachings. First Peter. First Peter. Four. Twelve. Through nineteen. Um. First Peter chapter four and verse twelve. Beloved. Do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality as though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position were befalling you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's suffering, mm. rejoice so mm. that when his glory, full of radiance and splendor, is revealed, you may also rejoice with triumph exultantly. If you are censured and suffer abuse because you bear the name of Christ, blessed are you, happy, fortunate, to be envied with life joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of your outward condition. Oh, Because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God, is resting upon you. Oh my goodness. See, this is what I was talking about when you step into that room. See, but if you don't have the revelation of Jesus, see, you won't understand what he's talking about, what happened to you. Do you understand the badge of honor that you're supposed to be parading in this darkness? But the enemy have you in, have you broken with it. This is why something has happened to everyone. See, we read the scripture, but we don't even understand it. And if you are what? What's that? Censured. Censured and suffered abuse. Because you bear. See, in the old mindset, you wouldn't understand it. This is now in the new mindset. and suffer abuse because you bear the name of Christ. This is what we just don't understand. They can fire you for you bearing the name of Christ. But we use his name. We don't attach anything to it. No authority. No comfort. No power. This is why you, I talked about us feeling. We got Jesus all in here and we don't feel the presence of God. You don't feel that? See, you're going with the natural senses, but you have spiritual senses. I am aware. Surely he was in this place, he said, and I didn't know. 
His presence is everywhere. Make your bed in hell. No, I'm with you. See, y'all, we miss these very simplistic things of our Christian walk and how we are supposed to understand suffering. Oh, with Christ. Minister. Read that one more time. Start right there at the beginning. Right there, right there, 14. If you are censured and suffer abuse Mm -hmm. because you bear the name of Christ, blessed are you, Mm. happy, fortunate, to be envied with life joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, Mm. regardless of your outward condition, Mm. because the spirit of glory The Spirit of God is resting upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. Mm. But on your part, he is glorified. Come on. Over to 19. Verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or any sort of criminal or as a mischief maker. See, that stuff you caused, that you did. A meddler in the affairs of others, infringing on their rights. The other thing was you were going through this because of you bearing his name. Come on. Verse 16. But if one is ill-treated and suffers as a Christian, (laughs) which he is contemptuously called, let him not be ashamed, but give glory to God that he is deemed worthy to suffer. In this name. Come on. Verse 17. For the time has arrived for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not respect or believe or obey the good news, Mm. the gospel of God? My goodness. And if the righteous are barely saved, Uh what will become of the godless and wicked? Therefore, Those who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with God's will must do right and commit their souls in charge as a deposit to the one who created them and will never fail them. Mm, mm, mm. There's a whole lot there, isn't it? Oh, I could just pick that apart. But let me summarize that real quick. What's happening here? See, That sounds so great, don't it? Wonderful. Strength. But as believers here in America, we have not yet been tested in the areas of our belief. No, we haven't. Here in America, we have not yet been tested in the area of our belief. When it comes to suffering. No one here in America has suffered. Very few maybe. But us as a nation. We have not been tested and tried. When it comes to suffering. Listen for Christ. Mm. But just wait shortly. You will. Because Jesus said so. See, this is the things that 
I'm trying to prepare you for. This is the job of a shepherd is to prepare you for that time. When I gave you the scripture, it said that in these last days in Jeremiah 3.15, I'm going to give you pastors in these end times. That's going to help you. What I'm feeding you with now is how to survive. See, in America, we haven't been tested on our faith. We haven't, we haven't been tested where we stand for his namesake. No, we haven't. We can't even get along with each other. And we call that persecution because somebody didn't speak to you. That's not persecution. That's a lack of love. Where's the pastors preparing the people for this type of persecution? It's coming. See, we, we, we're here, we're asleep. We're fat, we're obese, we're lazy. When it comes to spiritual activity or exercising our faith. I'm talking spiritual right now. I ain't talking about your outer. I'm talking the inward part. We talk to other Christians about suffering. They have no idea what you're talking about. We have not yet been tested. Do we really stand for his name? Would we really understand what it means to die for his namesake? We have not been. No, we haven't. I don't care what mega church, what prominent pastor, whoever you are. Here in America, we have not been tested. On our faith, do we really believe him? No, we haven't. Oh, I felt this right here. This is what the Lord is dealing with me with for the body of Christ. Because we're so wrapped up. In our own suffering, because you're still in the old nature. This is serious. I need y'all to get this. Because when it comes upon us, we will not be ready. And see, we can't see it, but it's happening right now. You here today? God wants you to hear this. We have not been persecuted here. I mean, would you really stand underneath it? Hmm? Your life depended. You, your family, your child. That's why we did the Maccabees. That's why we had you to read that and understand what was going on with their faith and the preservation of their faith. A mother seeing seven of her children fried, dismembered. And she's bending down talking about, I'll see you in heaven. Hold fast. Be strong. See, we, we ain't been tested in nothing like that. We don't get a prophecy about a car. We upset. If a prophecy or a prophet don't lead you to repentance, that's not a prophet. His job or her job is to lead you into repentance. That's what a prophet does. 
See how it sounds when a pastor know his call? When he know his purpose for your life, it's no longer mine. It's what y'all need. This is important. We never understand suffering. I'm going to finish up here in a minute here. Do not think it's strange that you are persecuted and having suffering. Believers often do not understand why they have to suffer. We, we ain't suffered for his namesake yet. Not here. No, we haven't. Have not suffered for his name. But that time is coming. That's what he says in Matthew 24. Most of the time when we start suffering, we'll be surprised and astonished and wonder, where is God at now? Same place he's always been. Same place you've always kept him. This is especially true when persecution is fiery. And so long as the believer is on this earth, he is going to be called upon to face fiery trials. Settle that now. Settle that now. Being a genuine believer. Being a genuine believer in a corrupt world is difficult. People often oppose believers standing for Christ. We haven't stood for Christ yet. We don't even have a revelation of who he is yet. Because if we understood who he was, we'll understand what love is and we will treat each other with the most gracious, merciful spirit. We'll, we'll allow for their shortcomings. Okay. All right. Y'all listening. Therefore, when a person really begins to live for Christ, the world often wants little to do with him. It may be your next door neighbor. It may be people in your office, your school, your government, a hundred other places. But a genuine believer is often avoided, ridiculed, mocked, isolated, cursed, questioned, abused. Misunderstood, ignored, neglected, overlooked, bypassed, slandered, persecuted, imprisoned, and martyred. When you start standing for who he really is, watch what happens with your family. I'm going to finish right here. I can't get to the other part. I'll get it. Maybe teacher want me to teach next week. I don't know. Maybe she got it. But I'll finish it, though. Okay. Why does God allow the believer to suffer persecution? I'm saying this because we haven't yet, okay? So when it starts, you'll remember. Man. If the other administration had gotten to office, we would have found something out real quick here. Gee, people don't believe this, teacher. 
Persecution, watch this, and I'm going to, persecution, check this out, everybody. Persecution measures how strong our faith is. Any person's faith can be measured by how much he is willing to sacrifice and bear for it. You want to know if you got faith, huh? Well, let's find out. You're only going to find that under persecution. Not because you sowed a seed. I told you, when you squeeze that fruit, whatever's in that fruit is going to come out. You can't get bad fruit out of a, you can't get bad juice out of a good piece of fruit, right? A good tree can only produce good fruit. A bad tree can only produce bad fruit. So when the pressure comes on, what comes out of you? Will you falter? Will you take the mark of the beast? Hmm? Okay. Will you be a part of the great apostasy, the great falling away? How do you know you won't fall away? You're not under pressure now. You, 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 can't, even, you can't even deal with what happened. How are we going to really stand for his namesake? Hmm? Okay. Suffering persecution for Christ shows how strong or weak our faith really is. We don't know yet. None of you know yet. You can say it, but you haven't done it yet. Isn't that something? You need something to think about. You should be preparing yourself. Okay. Persecution proves our trust in God and teaches us to depend, uh-oh, upon God more and more. This is what persecution does. So you can go abroad and see how the Christian is persecuted and the choices that they make. When I... Come and run to that stage for salvation. We just walk and take our time, maybe. They run and bombard the stage knowing that this could be the only day that they could be able to celebrate their salvation here on this earth. Because some of them will be killed and martyred the next day. See, but it's not a reality to us, Rita. Here in America, persecution is not a reality to us. So we can't have no empathy or empathy or field. Anything. Because we haven't been presented with that choice yet. But if we're preaching this message today, guess what? God always warns. He never does allow you to go in. He's preparing us. Okay, y'all? Okay. All right. And this is what churches don't do. They don't prepare the people. And we need to be prepared. The Bible said a prudent man sees danger and he what? Prepares. Jesus is telling us this in Matthew. Persecution proves our trust in God and teaches us to depend upon God more and more. The more we suffer for Christ, the more we draw near God and plead for his help and strength. We have not done that yet. This, of course, teaches us to trust and depend upon him more and more. Isn't that something? 
Persecution proves and strengthens our patience and endurance. The more we are tried and persecuted, the more we endure. And the more we endure, the more we are taught to endure. Persecution strengthens our patience, our endurance, our perseverance, and our steadfastness in Christ. This is what persecution produces in a believer. What's in you? Come on, y'all. What's in you? If this moment come and, you know, a government can be overturned overnight, martial law can be declared in a moment's time. The Bible says it's going to, this whole thing is for his namesake. All of end time is for who he is. It's not fighting over Buddha. Hey, Krishna. It's not fighting over oh, Muhammad. It's not fighting over Allah. It's over the name of Jesus. It's what brings on persecution. Man. Are y'all getting real Bible stuff today? How many messages are going to be out here about this? You know, go on, on your Facebook today and find out what the message, what the Lord is saying. Because they put it up. What, what's, what's really happening? It's about you, how you can benefit, how the promises and, and your faith works for things and materialism. It's not that. You are deceived, man and woman of God. See, we won't teach the truth because this is how, you know, the, the churches, when you teach like this, they don't want, it's not going to be a mega church. It's going to just be the faithful in the cleft of the rock. My job is to prepare you. Am I doing it? <laughs> I want to know if I'm doing it. If I'm not, I need it. I need to dig deeper then. Oh, that riff right there was good right there. Can I read it just quickly again? Persecution proves and strengthens our patience and our endurance. The more we are tried and persecuted, the more we endure. And the more we endure, the more we are taught to endure. That's powerful right there. Persecution strengthens our patience, our endurance, our uh, perseverance, and steadfastness in Christ. Persecution proves our faith. Listen, and attracts others to Christ. When we suffer and are persecuted, others can see the strength of Christ in us. See, like, but you, you have to bring it to where you were, what happened to you. And they see that you overcame that. How did you do that? Because that happened to me too. Or that happened to a loved one. I see Christ in you. The only way I could do this is because of Christ. Now, there's something innate in all of us that draws, God put it in us, to like precious faith. But when you speak the truth in love, that's what draws them. Man. Persecution proves our faith and attracts others to Christ. When we suffer and are persecuted, others can see the strength of Christ in us. They see that our faith in Christ is a living reality. God, dog. 
Your faith is supposed to be a living reality. And they are drawn to Christ, to his salvation and love and care and strength. When others see us suffering for the hope of salvation and eternal life, the Holy Spirit uses our suffering to speak to their hearts of our persecutor. Paul and Silas was in the prison. And they said at midnight, they began to sing hymns and praise God. And then the jailer, it touched his heart. How can I be saved? See, it looked like they were losing. They were just getting people for the kingdom. Jesus on the cross looked like he was losing. But a thief on the rain said, this day you will be with me in paradise. See, on your way out, you're still supposed to be drawing them in. Woo! My mother died four and a half hours. Witness to her. She Jehovah Witness for 51 years. Drew her right there. You were never to quit. But when they don't want to do and they reject, the Bible says wipe the dust off your feet and keep it moving. So they got to understand this is a precious thing called salvation. But it's all how you present it to them. It's how you bring the gospel. You bring the gospel depressed and sad. Ain't nobody coming. Ain't nobody following you that. I can do that on my own. But I know your life. And I know what you've been through. And look at you. You look 20 years younger. See, but I know your struggle. And that right there is going to draw me. It's your God. Man. Okay. I'm almost there, teacher. I'm done. Let's see our faith in Christ. It's a living reality. The Holy Spirit uses our suffering to speak to the hearts of the persecutor and observers. He convicts them. And some eventually turn to Christ. Our faith is proven to be true and bears fruit. Amen. Go I'm going to have to end right here. Um, I'll pick it up whenever she come back, whenever she want me to finish teaching this. But it's a realization. I need us to understand suffering for Christ. We, haven't, we only touched the surface. I'm only introducing you to it. Amen? Amen. We need to know this. God would have us to know what it's like and what we're supposed to be doing with this suffering for Christ and his life. Well, when you take his life, you take on his suffering. Amen.